Hello, and welcome to Irregular Rituals, a healing and storytelling podcast created by me, Babylon Metalvi. Every Friday, I'll be here completing the irregular ritual of trauma healing, speaking on my life's experience of pain, acceptance, and joy. A forewarning, this episode will contain themes of sexuality and body dysmorphia. No podcast is worth triggering yourself over, so I lovingly recommend you take some time for yourself if this bothers you. With that said, welcome to Weeb Burlesque. So a few weeks ago, I got to go to my first convention in uh, almost two years. Um, I got to go to Otakon in Washington, D.C. I have always really loved conventions since I was in middle school. Um, Maybe even before that, even like before I could go to them. I love the cosplaying, the panels, the artist alley, just the general fun vibe that happens at at conventions when like just people who all share a love for one thing can gather together like it's just it's just unlike anything else and I hadn't been to a convention since Anime NYC about November of 2019 so this was a really big deal Uh, I've been planning this since like April to go with um one of my friends and the convention itself was really, really fun. It had, I think, this very distinct vibe. Um, it's probably the biggest convention I've ever been to, um, with almost 30,000 people in attendance. And, you know, even with the co- even with COVID, everybody was super respectful, super masked. Um, I'm assuming everyone was vaccinated. And as... Um, as I was talking to my friend, because occasionally we would leave the convention center to, you know, go get something to eat or just explore around DC, um, she mentioned to me that this felt even queerer than Pride and somehow less corporate. For those of you who don't know, Otacon is operated by like Otacorp, which is a nonprofit. Um, and I was like, yeah, it does feel super chill and super laid back. I had asked her, you know, it's a big event. How do you feel about this, especially with COVID? And she's like, it's a thought that's in my mind. But, you know, this is a super young, super queer, super, I guess, left-leaning crowd by some extension. Or just people who would get vaccinated and be masked up even if they were to go to a big event like this. Um and she wasn't really worried about COVID because just looking at the the group of people that were here, she knew that they would be worried about, would be, you know, trying to be safe as well. And it was a fun weekend. We spent most of our money at the Artist Alley, saw a lot of cool people, met a lot of, went to a few meetups, um, big and small. Um, there was a has-been hotel meetup that had like four or five people, including us. Um, and the other three people that were there was a group of friends who actually ran a uh, has-been hotel comic dub YouTube account. <laughs> um, they were all voice actors. Um, and that was really, really fun. Uh, just getting to see people um, make jokes about the different fandoms we were each in 
um, you know, just little digs that, that were just, you know, how you make digs at your friends. It was really, really fun. And the vibe in general, just people were so nice complimenting us, even if I didn't have a particularly like eye-catching cast cosplay in my mind. It was, I think, just good to be out and good to see a bunch of people just have a good time. All of the panels were super interesting, actually, uh, which is great because usually when I, the people I used to go to conventions with, um, didn't really like panels, so I always missed out. But yeah, of all the conventions I've been to, it was probably the most fun. But there was one particular event that really stuck out to me. So this was Saturday night, so the convention was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, It was also on Thursday, but I think that was only if you were like press or something. Um, But yeah, so this was Saturday night, busiest day of the con. Um, This was the last event, um, and it was a burlesque show. So I'd never been to a burlesque show. I knew vaguely like what burlesque was. I follow Dita Von on Instagram. So I kind of know what burlesque is. And uh, it was supposed to be, because it's an anime convention, it was like all of the dancers and performers were going to be in cosplay, which I was like, okay, sold. So we waited in line for over 90 minutes because it was a it was a big event. It was, um, I think, one of the bigger events at the convention to the point where they had to um, they had to take two whole ballrooms and merge them into one. That's how big this was going to be. Um, so we waited in line for about almost two hours and um, it was it was fun. I mean, even just the waiting in line was fun. Having, hearing people talk around us, I got to play Smash with this other group of friends that was with us, or that was besides us, um, and it was, it was fun. So, finally, they let us in, um, after a couple of hours, or almost a couple of hours, and people were chanting like, boobies, boobies, because it's a burlesque show. But it never once, even, you know, hearing people talk about, like, ooh, sexy women, it never once felt, I guess, scuzzy or sleazy as it would be in, like, a, um, in, like, a regular strip club. And I think it's just because of how many, like, women and queer folk were in this crowd. Um, it felt distinctly different than when I, I, I've been to, like, a couple of, like, regular strip clubs and yeah the vibe was completely completely like they couldn't be more different um so you have like this very queer crowd and it it once the show started i can't even i can't even begin to describe uh but once the show started uh the host was waluigi i can't even yeah so the host was waluigi and there were a variety of different people all dressed in, in cosplay. The first performer was this girl um, dressed as Mina from My Hero Academia. Um, there was someone dressed as Ryuk, uh, complete with stilts and leather. Uh, there was an Angel Dust um, cosplayer, which I think only about 12 people in the crowd <laughs> recognized. Um, and when Waluigi was introducing them, Um, he was like, when I watched Hasbin Hotel, it was the most demented shit I'd ever seen. And he's like, I had to watch, I watched this thing high and that was definitely a mistake. But 
even, you know, everybody is stripping and, and whatever, it never felt, like I said, it never felt scuzzy. It was, it felt like a party. It felt like a celebration. Clearly, I think that the performers were part of like an established troupe, but these weren't people that I guess you would see at like a traditional straight guy strip club. I mean, I'm not saying that they were ugly or unprofessional or bad dancers or bad performers, but that sort of ever-present eye of the male gaze didn't really feel like it was there, even if there were a ton of cis guys, though I don't really want to assume anybody's gender here. It just felt more freeing. And it didn't feel like a performance. Like I said, it felt like a party. And, and I'm not saying that any of their performances were bad, but these people looked like me. Um, like, they not all of them were what you would think strippers or burlesque dancers would look like. They weren't all skinny or um, like athletic or whatever. They were all in cosplay. They were all different body types. They were some. They had roles. They had cellulite and stretch marks, and they were still very attractive. People were still cheering and and having a good time and like losing their minds over them. And it was just a moment where I felt like, like that's me. And I know that body positivity and seeing yourself and representation is, is such a big thing now. And while I'll never say like, oh, just because something is trendy, that that means like it's bad or it's going to go away. I think that the lessons that I've learned from the body positivity movement are things I'm going to take for my entire life. And I'm glad I've gotten to exist at the same time as this is happening. However, it was one of the very few times I feel like that body positivity really got to me and I really internalized it. The dancers, like I said, looked like me. Even the one girl who was like conventionally, I guess conventionally attractive, she was like skinny and kind of fit. Um, she had like really long legs, she was really tall. She still had like belly jiggle to her. She had a big butt that like jiggled and had stretch marks. Like it, one of the dancers was dressed up as, as Luna from Sailor Moon and she was like, I, I don't know how to say this without sounding like really, really objectifying, but she was a big girl. Let's just say that like big girl. Um, and everyone was cheering for her. She did like a ribbon dance, um, and got topless. I mean, she had like pasties on, but like she was doing a ribbon dance topless with all this fringe and bells and glitter and everything. And people were happy. People were cheering and, and it was, it was a celebration. They were happy to, to see her dancing. And maybe it's just because when it comes to body positivity, I know I'm not as glamorous or as famous as a Lizzo or a Meg the Stallion or anybody else. Not to diss those women, but I know I would definitely, you know, do a full cosplay of a character I like and maybe do a striptease of them. It was something that even looking at my own body, especially since over the course of the pandemic, I've put on a lot of weight. 
I'm over 200 pounds now, and I have a hard time accepting my body. My clothes, some of them don't fit anymore. And my family, who is mostly very, very skinny people, looks at anybody over 140 pounds as a pig. I've had a lot of trouble with my weight, not trying to get too much into it. And a lot of days, I don't want to go outside because I don't want anybody to look at me because of my weight, because of how I look. But seeing bodies that look like mine be not jeered or laughed at, but be laughed with and celebrated. I mean, it was definitely a, a kind of amateur show. Not saying it was bad, but this one girl's wig flew off and everybody cheered. Like, it was fun. This other girl, or I don't want to assume anybody's gender, but this other person um, had dressed as Tom Nook and the song that they danced to was Bitch Better Have My Money by Rihanna. And at the end of the show, they covered themselves in gold paint. Like, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> but it was a party. And, and I felt in my own body celebrated as I watched these people perform and clearly have fun with what they were doing and felt the, the vibrance and the energy and, and the happiness in the room. It felt not objectifying or scuzzy, but fun, freeing even, and in a really nice way, liberating. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. If you ever want to reach out to me, um, my email is behind the barricade, barricade spelled with a K, um, at gmail.com, where you can give me a suggestion for the show or just send me some feedback on what you think. Again, I'll be here every Friday, completing the irregular ritual of trauma healing. So I hope to see you all back here next week. Take care. Love yourself first.